0: All right, everybody, you know what time it is. Get your headphones ready. However you're listening, let's do this. John Heffern is the host. Kid with a Cape is the show. Kid with a Cape podcast. Your number one in hit podcasts. Lock it in and rip the knobs off. This is KWC with John Heffern. I think that was almost a record. I almost hit four buttons to start the show, and then I decided... It was enough. You just got to know when is enough. If you're listening to the podcast, I appreciate it. Uh, don't yeah, hit subscribe. Like Do all those dumb things. Um, I have so much to tell you, but I didn't take notes because my head's all over the place. Here's why my head's all over the place. I performed in Tampa recently, and I talk about that in great detail on the hephron and Reet podcast. What, John? Uh, are you saying you have another podcast? Yes. Yes, I do. I have one with John Reap. It's called Heffron and Reap. I like it because I don't have to convince guests to, to come on the show. But I talked to him about what it was like performing in Tampa, uh, where I was. I was afraid that I wouldn't remember my act. And about a minute and a half in, I, I realized I do remember my act. And then I was just worried about getting COVID. So that all kind of just bounced back in my head. What else randomly? Um uh, Hey, if you're thinking about buying a refrigerator, this sounds like an ad, doesn't it? It's not because I don't have sponsors, but I'm telling you, if you're thinking about buying a refrigerator, don't get one with a bottom drawer. They're the dumbest. I I can't... I don't have a lot of enemies in life. There's not... Besides pickles, pickles touching my bread. Uh, I I could make a list, but now I'm adding to the list is um, refrigerators that have bottom drawers. Because if you get the the... The waffles that you put in the toaster, the box is too big and it crunches it. Then you got to take stuff out. It's just dumb. Also, what else uh, did I want to uh, talk about? Oh, so, you know, I have a book called The Holding Deal. And I know from the fact, if I can go look at stats, how many people have bought it. I, I Listen, I know there's not a lot of you. So just creatively. That makes you think, well, why do I want to keep doing anything creative? The, the book, The Holding Deal, the spy book I wrote, I spent years on. Uh, did it. And, you know. So, there's that feeling in your gut where you go, do I do I feel like doing anything else? And then as a just a performer or a creative person, uh, it comes back in your head. You go, yeah, I got another idea. And I do. I have another idea about a book. That I want to, I'm going to put it out. I'm putting it out here in the universe in October. It's out of my uh, wheelhouse of realm. It has to do with history. Uh, it, it's kind of a, a feel-good novel, uh, if you will. And I sat down the other day and and I started thinking about ideas for the book. Then I have to do some research on the book and blah 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 blah. Then my brain went to this newsletter thing that I can create and I can send newsletters out to people every week and da 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 da. And then in my brain I started thinking, I'm almost fifty. I'm I'm fifty. July eighteenth, by the way, everybody. I had this moment where I thought, how, when's the hustle end? Do I am, am I always just going to try to think of something that people will will like, or do I even bother? So this book that I'm really excited to start working on, I've already mentally went meh, it just it's going to be so much work. And if only 220 people buy this book at the end of the day I don't know if I'm going to feel bad. So I stopped working on the book for a second. Uh, just put everything away and I'm telling you, it's such a good idea. And I took all my notes and all, my, all the research stuff and I just put it to a side. Then I remember back to when I was in my twenties. I would say I had an idea for a game. I was just taking a shower, and I'm like, I, I should do this card game. Uh, and when I was in my twenties, I just did it. I got out of the shower. I, I talked to my buddy Joel Zimmer, uh, my best friend, and and we both came up with this idea. And in our twenties, we somehow created this game. And had it on store shelves. And I did it not thinking how many people are going to buy the game at the end of the day. I did it just because the process was fun. And if any bought it at the end, who cares? I was 20-something. And that kind of gave me a kick in the ass to remember that that's why I do creative things. I do it because it makes me happy. Uh, They're usually a lot of fun. And the end result could be nobody buys it or everybody does, which makes me want to call uh, my buddy who... Hold on, where's my song? You know this. Uh, no, here's this song. This is a calling people song, right? I don't... Now, I haven't talked to Grant in... I know he's been bouncing around. You know it's okay. Let me hide my Rolodex here. Hold on. Let me see if... Me see if Grant... Is he at home, okay. Grant? Oh, hey, hey, you know, How's hey, bud, hey, buddy. you know what's weird? Uh, you're like every, every person that I call, it never sounds like they're picking up. It's always where you on? Oh. Did you just switch over from from what well, probably like call holding? You're probably on at the uh, on the other line, and then you yeah, just, yeah, I was
1: just talking to my mom real quick, but I I haven't talked to you in a while, so I wanted to get this.
0: All right, so why I wanted to talk to you is, uh, you just put out a game, or you actually, actually, you have a, a board game, a card game. I'll let you explain it better. That's in in pre release now, or it's in pre yeah. And you came across my Facebook feed. Um, obviously, we've been friends, um, and I and we work with each other. You know, it was it, it's been it's been a little bit, like a, a year or two. And you, we, yeah. you talked about the game. And of course I said, Oh, I came up with a game. And then anyway, I saw your finished version or the one that people could buy, uh, came across my Facebook feed, which, uh, was awesome because I don't really go on Facebook uh, that much anymore. Cause I have, uh, have conflicting feelings about Facebook in general. I just go on and it's just, people just bitching, about stuff they don't know about and then ads, right? So it's not Yeah,
1: like, or your weird aunt that's doing some uh, awful political posts. Yeah, yeah, it's just,
0: it's not, <laughs> Facebook to me is just not a, it, it doesn't feel like a healthy place to go,
1: right? Like I, and, I, get, what, I get that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and at this point, if you're on Facebook and uh, stuff, people know your political views, so your political meme uh, isn't going to change anybody's opinion. You, there's nothing yeah, you're gonna post sure. that people are people gonna go. Oh, I didn't have that knowledge. Now, that yeah, we're I,
1: all we're all deleting the people yelling uh, from the other side of the aisle.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. Uh, I don't know if that's you know that you can live in a bubble and put your head in the ground and not in, and only want to hear your side of things. So some people, I I do just leave up. Um, but there's also uh if you keep going to a place and you feel like you're getting attacked by mosquitoes every time you go there, then just stop going. Like if just catching yeah, the mosquito bite bugs you that much, you, there's a way to stay away from mosquitoes. I don't even know. I'm saying,
1: look, I think everything's like really divided in America and social media is part of that. Cause we just create our own little bubble on there. And so you could just say crazier and crazier things in a bubble because there's nobody like, rational
0: left to have a conversation with yeah or even so. or is even that the place like i don't it it's weird i've posted stuff and this is not why i called you but i've posted stuff on <laughs> facebook before knowing like I, I purposely will look at somebody and go i'm gonna post the most vanilla statement right now like i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna purposely i'm gonna i'm gonna make it so you do not know what side I am on things. And sure enough, it almost just like you're writing for friends. You know what Joey's going to say? You know what Chandler's going to say? You know what Phoebe's going to say? It's going to be in the exact yeah. same pitch. You know, their the the person's exact response every single time. Uh, it just gets much. I posted a, a thing on, uh, black lives matter. And I got a lot of like, I, I got so much shit. And a lot of people told me that they wanted to unfollow me. And then I just get exhausted going, I'm so pro cop, but can't, you? They're, they're right if there's bad teachers and teachers yeah. that shouldn't be teaching kids, shouldn't there be police officers that shouldn't be policing? Like, why is that not a thing? And then I get mad when people tell me to like, just stick to comedy stick, stick to your jokes. And then I go, but don't you cut down trees for a living? So why does your job then give you the, I'm supposed to shut up, but you're allowed to have, well, I don't get it. The whole point of
1: comedy is like about expressing opinions on stuff. And those opinions might be political. Those opinions might just be on your family. You, you know, but they're all still, like, opinions.
0: <laughs> yeah, literally, five seconds before I called you, I just, I'm just, I'm not a fan of refrigerators that have drawers on the bottom. And I know, yeah. right, somebody who loves them suddenly unfollowed. I'm never coming in. It's always the people, too, that have never bought anything of yours, will never go see you, never, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean?
1: Anywho. Well, I've you know. been manufacturing refrigerators for 35 yeah. years, okay? Is, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I know a guy who died trying to put in that bottom drawer, so you could have the luxury of having your toasted uh, Legos, uh, egos. Um, yeah. So, Grant, so why? Ta- so earlier, uh, before the phone call to you, so I, I have ideas for a bunch of different stuff, and I'm not going to bore you or the listeners with it. And I got really excited about doing it because right now with the COVID thing i'm sure you're like me you have a lot of time on your hands and this is oh for sure right and this is one of those things as a as a comic all i thought was if i could just have two weeks at home man, just give me like three weeks or i didn't have to go to some comedy club and wouldn't have to do press then i could get done a b and c well now i've realized for, yeah. i've had the time <laughs> and i've not done a b or c whatever that is uh except for putting out uh my book the holding deal get it there's gonna be a a sequel but um so then i had all these other ideas that came to mind i'm like you know what i'm just gonna keep doing these these are these are fun and let's see and then i had a moment of why am i doing it it's gonna suck um you know my new novel i'm working on it is gonna be like a light light light-hearted look about uh, about an old house. And I know that sounds very Bridges of Madison county E, right? And I'm like, yeah, dude, should I do this? Or should I just work on some form of dick joke that I can do when eventually I'm on stage? Then I saw your post, long story short. You've created a game, and I know you've worked on it. And w- what I want to talk to you about is, so you had the idea, and I'm hoping that people then come out of this podcast thinking of something that they've been putting off, something they've been afraid to do, something that all those all that inner heckler e-type stuff yeah, has yeah. kept them from doing it. And then those of you listening and me myself, we can start our projects and we can share our projects with each other. So by the way, if you're listening and you do something, you write a book, you write a poem, you create some type of painting or something, let me know about it. I know it always seems one-sided yeah. that as comics we're always pushing our stuff and we are cuz listen, a lot of you know, by the way I'm on Cameo John Heffern if you want to shout out. <laughs> um but, uh, yeah, but so, yeah, so I anyway, so think, so, yeah.
1: so In entertainment, we sometimes get to the point where we're like, what should I be working on? What should I be working on to like get ahead or things like that? And to me, I've always felt like there are so many paths to success in anything, not just in entertainment, right? There is no like set path. And so the way I've always tried to think about it is just work on the things I want to work on and make them good, right? Focus on the making of those things good rather than what should I be and putting all this energy into like trying to scheme on what I should be working on. Right, right. You I, know?
0: Yeah, I remember doing that when um, you know, w- I'm way older than you, but when you first started doing stand up, not you. They always wanted you to figure out your tonight show set, right? And then because that was the thing, and then in your tonight show set had to be what your sitcom would be. Like that's how much people oh. thought about it. Right. So they would literally do sets and they'd be like, well, you're up there for five minutes, but I'm really not feeling who you are like that. Right. So the guys who would do, hey, don't you hate or what's with, that wasn't a thing. That's why then guys started going, well, my, so my dad left me when I was a kid and I was raised by a single mom who happened to have been half Asian <laughs> that you'd always do like, and then sitcom people would then be able to look at them and go, this is the sitcom. Like kind of like what Tim Allen did. I'm a tool guy. I go, rrr, rrr, and then, yeah, yeah. Did it. so, um, your game, I know I just completely switched. Yeah. There. So tell me about so, the game that you created and then we're going to go backwards. So now you're pitching cool. me the game. Like I'm, I'm at yeah, a store uh, and I'm looking at, I'm looking at magic cards. I'm looking at, and then I pick up your box and I'm like, I don't. What is this game? And then you work there, and then you leave the counter. This is after Corona. This is when people are shopping, and you come over to me. What do you, what do you say? To
1: me? I say, man, this game, Curmudgeon, is super fun. It's like, it's called Curmudgeon. Uh, it's Cur- a game this of silly insult.
0: This, this is me the being the person, Curmudgeon. I've never heard of curmudgeon.
1: Yeah. Well, it's a new game. It just came out and, uh, people are talking about it. It's really fun. Uh, the best thing I've ever heard about it. People who have play tested tested have said, I don't think I'm funny, but this game makes me feel funny. That's, that's the best thing I can say about it. This game, you get to feel creative, even if you're not creative. It's like, mad libs for silly insults so wait a minute you play with friends yeah you play with friends and you have keywords and you get to make up an insult using keywords and throw them down on your friends
0: wait so i'm i'm having now that corona's over uh i'm having a bunch of people over and i'm kind of attracted to one of the ladies that are going to be there so if she sees me playing this game then she's going to be like, that guy's kind of funny. I did On Zoom calls, he doesn't seem funny, but this guy kind of yeah. is funny.
1: Exactly. I mean, this is a game my 75-year-old dad was like, I made him play it. and He was like, boy, I don't like the sound of this game. And he played it. And afterwards, he was like, whoa, that was a lot more fun than I thought it was going to
0: be. Right. So, you know? um, and then I then I buy it. By the way, and then I throw in like a back Thank scratcher, you. and then like, a Rubi- and that. then a Rubik's cube, and then I walk out. Yeah, yeah. And, you
1: got to keep your kids happy. Yeah, and
0: then and then yeah. I, I leave. I leave the mall and put hand sanitizer all over my my hand and go. That was weird. It's weird being out still. You know, <laughs> Corona's been over for a year. So you came up yeah. with the, the the game curmudgeon. Like, what is that process? And then we'll talk about again. So, when was the first Man. idea that you had for? a board game because by the way, you created a, a would you consider board game or card game? I want to use the right.
1: It's a card game, okay. but we just kind of all lump it together into the title of board game. Right. What? So it is a, it's a, it's a game, but it only involves cards. They're all custom cards. I always feel weird saying card game. Cause then people think of just like a 52 card deck, you know? And I'm like, no, I didn't come up with a new crazy eight. Like it's right. a totally different game.
0: Well, um, <laughs> so but yeah so, that was the game the that me and my buddy joel created was it was a card game same thing this was back yeah. when, you probably know so but it's uh it was called the that guy game uh it was a game where on every card is a different type of guy you would see out at the bar then you and your bachelor party would go out to bars and then you'd shuffle the deck and then you'd have to find the guys that the real life version of your hand in your hand so it was like gut, yeah, skinny legs awesome. guy, s- sweaty dancer guy, uh to show you how old the the game was, uh pager and phone unbelt guy. Uh there was yep. uh there was booty call guy and it was a guy on a payphone. Um All right. So with that for us real old
1: school. <laughs> yeah, it it
0: was old and it was it's a game now that you you um we did well when we put it out and then I'll get to your game, but it, it, it's not a game that would have held up. Cause at the time one with pronouns calling something that guy is, I could see yeah. problems with that. Uh, making that f- them. Yeah. This was a, a new Yeah. And then <laughs> we, we were playing it where, er, p- women women were, were playing it where they would have to stick the cards on the guy. So if you're oh. one of the guys, with no shirt and vest guy also to give you a time frame, uh, they would yeah. actually put the cards on the guy, like hide them on the guy, like go oh, f- dance with them and, and drop. And then we were going to do a gay version. We were going to do like all these different, you know, types of versions. And then that just never happened. Um, but anyway, so, but it took yeah. us though. We didn't have, we came up with the idea and then we, were, we would call, speaking of 52, we would call up card-making companies and go, hey, we, we want to make a deck of cards. And they had the hardest time, because I don't think there was a lot of print-on-demand type places when we'd say, we don't want any numbers, we don't want jack-of-hearts, we don't want any of that on it. We, we need the cards blank. And that uh. was crazy difficult. <laughs> like, nobody understood yeah, they, that. Um, they
1: were like, okay, but but with the jack on it? And you're like, no, 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 not yeah. the jack. And they were like, but can we put the jack on the next card? And you're like, no,
0: no jack. Yeah, like on the, <laughs> we actually got sample ones where it'd be like sweaty dancer guy or use fake ID to get in guy. And then the other side would be two clubs. And you're like, no. <laughs> uh, and this was also, also um, in pre, like to even get online internet sales, right? You couldn't take a credit card through the internet unless you went through this, I've network something. It was a huge process to take a credit card. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't yeah. what you think now. We were like 15, 20 years behind. There wasn't even an Amazon. Um, yeah. Um, so we would have to do the orders ourselves. We would get like a uh, an email saying somebody bought the game and we'd st- stick it in an envelope and we'd mail it off. Wow. Uh, we would put together all the Los Angeles, like so. If if we had ten orders from Los Angeles, we just write down uh, all the addresses, and me and Joel then had fake. I'm not kidding you. Fake delivery out guy outfits like hats. That's all we, <laughs> had. we had. Hats. And we would drive and drop them off, just like Amazon Prime. We would knock on people's doors and just hand them Damn. an envelope of the card game. It was so.
1: A, I'm a millennial. I can't even wrap my head around this.
0: Yeah, we did. Uh, like, we did this internet We did this radio show, Bob and Tom. Uh, you know, again, hundred years ago, and I talked about it on his show, like on their show, on Bob and Tom's show. It was the first yeah. time I talked about it. And Joel was in Los Angeles and started, like, bing, bing, his phone just started blowing up. And he called me, you know, whatever that time is, like, at 4 in the morning, L.A. time. So I'm East Coast, like, three hours ahead. He's like, dude, what's going on? I go, I don't know. I just did radio and talked about the game. And he's like, we just sold, like, 15,000 copies today. I got I, I have so wow. many emails. So then we had to go to our car. We, we lived in, like, a Melrose Place apartment complex where it was all young people. Yeah. Joel had to knock on everybody's door and get everybody into our apartment complex to start filling envelopes um, <laughs> to, to, to send the game. Now i think it back. It was such a fun time because we didn't know, you know, what we were doing. We made money off of it, but it was, you know, we had the patent. We got a patent on, on a, yeah. a, a card game for finding real life versions. And then we were ripped off almost instantly um by huge um like huge companies like had, yeah i had a game
1: like they don't want any independent people to be
0: successful no no i obviously <laughs> i mean you can say the, the name now because it's been 15 20 years but it it, it rhymed with bland blouse uh and yeah. they literally said to us yeah you seriously can try to us? You know how much money we have and it was just me and joel and we went to yeah, our, yeah. our patent attorney and he's like uh guys this is where you know, I don't want to say anything, but it's good that you got all this. But you can't, I'm like, Mah. so. And then we just stopped. Yeah. Then we were twenty something and probably, you know, went to some dance club in LA and forgot about it. Yeah.
1: But anyway, I mean, yours- honestly, I have no idea what to expect from this. It's one of those things where I'm like, I could see a hundred people buying it, and I could see a hundred thousand people buying it. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I have no idea. Uh, um, but I think it's fun, and everybody I've ever played it with thinks it's fun. So I'm happy to put it out there and get, you know, give a good time to whoever gets it. That's what I'm more worried about. Uh, it was a crazy process, so I don't know how. I mean, my first like meeting about the game, because um, I co-designed it with a buddy of mine. Our first meeting was four years ago. Jeez. Oh, and it's just now. Okay, coming so out. so
0: let's go back to just that process because there's probably a lot of people. You know, it it seems like games or TV shows. Everybody has an idea for one or the other that that you talked yeah. about. But it's a matter of the follow through and actually for getting sure. getting it done. Um, so well, so, I had
1: no idea how much work it was going to be when I first like so, was but, thinking about it. It was go- just like this is a fun idea. I love the word curmudgeon. It's right. just like a very fun word to say. And it like, you get a mental picture right away, you know? Right. Uh, and, and so right then I was like, oh, I, I really like that idea of like the game. But like from that first session, really the only things that are the same are like the name curmudgeon and the fact that it's a game about insults. Right. Those are beyond that. Like everything has changed from that first thing.
0: So wait, how did you come up with, so you, was it you and a buddy and you were just all guys yeah. around going, Hey, you know, Hey, Hey, here's a game. Let's this, everybody make fun. Of- yeah. And we, we kind
1: of, we had this session and we were throwing out some ideas and you know, there were some that like, I was like, yeah, that's all right. And he was like, yeah, that's all right. And then curmudgeon was the one that we talked about. And both of us were like, I think that's a good idea. you know after throwing out some just like average ones of like, yeah, maybe that would work. Both of us kind of had the light bulb with curmudgeon where we were like, that's something that could work. And then, so we just started meeting probably once a week just to talk about how to do it. what Like what's the mechanics? How does the game play? What's the goal of the game? All of this sort of stuff. And we had meetings just the two of us for probably six months of, you know, figuring it out like making a basic prototype, just like on our computers and that sort of stuff, with no art or anything like that uh and then about six months after that um, uh first like session, we did our first play test where we got some friends together and said, "All right, let's play this game and see if it works and uh I walked away from that first play test, legitimately ready to cry like I was like
0: it felt so good just how how much no fun. it felt so bad oh, felt, oh, oh, oh. It,
1: <laughs> like I we made the game so much more complicated than it had to be on right. that first session and I walked away from that being like like that was not fun right I didn't have fun playing that like you know because the two of us all of our conversations were like just theoretical right? right and so it's like once you don't really know what it is until you like first sit down and actually try it and when i first sat down i was like we're idiots we're idiots we make this so much more complicated than it had to be and then from then on out it was like my mo was just how do we focus on only the fun parts of this game there doesn't need to be any numbers. There doesn't need to be any, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's not about, like, the strategy. It's just about having fun. That's the point of this game. How do you have fun with your friends?
0: Uh, by and the way- so... Not yeah. to, to cut you off for talking to Grant Lyon, by the way, hit the, the website for curmudgeon, the game that we're talking about. You can go to curmudgeon game.com that I, I just said that on memory. Yeah, I think that's game. Yep. And I'm, looking game. At, com. I'm looking at, cause I did zero show prep. I'm looking at the pictures you sent me of the game. One love the artwork. It looks awesome, Thank you. but also the, the one thing I'll comment about what you were saying and I felt the same way with that guy game is we had a, a, a moment where we're like girls have to go out in the bar and they have to find the guy. And then the big thing was, well, what happens when they find the guy? Do they get points? to, to Do they get a thing? And me and, and my buddy, Joel, we had a point system and we had, we were like doing the rules and stuff like that. And we did a practice game or I think we even put on Craigslist or something. It sounds creepy that we're looking for women on Craigslist, but <laughs> <laughs> but we found like a group of girls or women to go play the game, right? And we had this whole thing, and you get f- five points. And what we found during or at the end was at least I I, I have no stats on this, but the all the women that played it, um, nobody cared about winning. at At the yeah. end of the game, n- this a score. Numbers with, oh, the sweaty dancer guy was five points and so and so was six. Nobody gave a shit about the numbers. It was the experience that they were having during the game. For is sure. The, is the thing that made the game.
1: Yeah. And I think that's the same way with ours. It's like we do have a system for points in it. Like you're essentially insulting people's life cards and then you win the life card. But I've never played the game. With anybody who walks away going, man, I can't believe John won. They, everybody walks away going, man, remember that joke John said? Yeah. Like, it's not about whether you won or lost. It's about those memorable jokes that, and the insults that you create.
0: Yeah. And that's yeah. what makes the game, the curmudgeon game.com. Uh, it, that's what, especially now with everybody being home, um, you know, pl- having I, I bet you more home games have been played in the last four months than whatever. Um, oh, I
1: guarantee you. Yeah. Y-
0: you know, and nobody, unless you, you know, somebody on their board has the Corona Uno Championship log. Nobody, nobody cares. It, it killed that yeah. time. You had a good time. Although I will say, I have learned this during this is backgammon. Is one of the greatest games you could play because yeah. it puts it <laughs> it puts itself away as you're playing it. <laughs> you know, you're you're not yeah. you're not you're not picking up anything. But this yeah, game I, f- kind of feels like the same that you have a bunch of people and it's more about the conversation and it is stuff like that. It's, it's
1: about it. the experience of it, not about the winner.
0: So it took you uh, four. So from so you had well, the idea so, you went through it. So, so it was
1: like yeah. six months of conversations. Then we did like a year and a half of play testing, where it was, you know, a year and a half was, it started off with like these big things. And then we would get to small things where it was just like, Hey, we're going to play a game with you guys. And then we're just going to change this one thing and play a second game with you guys. Did you like it the first way or like, did you like this scoring system better or did you like this scoring system better? Right. And it was like, it got down to just that sort of minutiae. Uh, and then we even did a bunch of playtests called blind play tests, where we couldn't explain the rule. We couldn't explain how to play the game. We just handed them the rule book and watched them try to figure it out. And that helped us figure out like, okay, this doesn't make sense in the rule book. This part, we don't need to say this much. Like people get it, you know, and it, it helped us sort of write our rule. Book too.
0: How, uh, uh, which I was, which is the worst, uh, and I'm not, well, I guess I'm being political by saying this, but uh, but I don't mean to be. I would say this to anybody currently who gives a speech and just reads the speech and is not connected to the words. I say that almost every time Trump is not talking like Trump, but he's he's forced to read something. He reads it like somebody reading directions to a game that they've never played. We're just <laughs> yeah. you're, you're 20 seconds in going I I don't even you're you have to take a breath or pause. You're just reading they just sound like words to me you're not making it yeah, yeah, yeah. like you know it's like your dad's like so then you pull out the red card and then okay so if you're red just just move your four <laughs> okay then you're gonna um so but who was paying for it at this point when you had so you had the idea right you did the the mad libs where it was kind of like you can put in words and in and, and uh, yeah you do that did you pitch it to something now? Was there anybody else involved in the, in the game process so, at this no, point? Was it, it was you and your buddy. It was
1: just the two of us. And, and I, I think I, I do a lot of thanks to the LA comedy community because a lot of the like play testers over that first year were all like other comedians. They were just like my friends and comedians who are funny and creative people. So there's like a lot of good ideas in the game that came from just like a comic play tester,
0: you know? So out of uh, so, if you're a year and a half in, how much money have you spent? If I mean, or roughly, like at prototype or getting people to play it, or like how much into it are you? A year and a half.
1: I've probably spent a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars. Oh, and so has the guy that I did it
0: with. You know,
1: maybe we each spent a thousand. Oh, okay. So not too much because you know we just didn't really then we started you know hiring an artist getting art and then where a lot of the cost came in was so for the first two years it was just us like figuring out the game then we felt like we had it pretty well figured it out and then the next year was pitching to a bunch of companies we spent like a year pitching to a bunch of companies right like we were going there were these huge game conventions all over the country some of them are like You know, it's like Comic Con, but for board games.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Indianapolis has a huge one. Yeah, Uh, Columbus, Ohio has a huge one. So then we were flying to those things and like doing pitch meetings, and it was exhausting. Like we uh, in twenty nineteen in July twenty nineteen at Gen Con, which is which is the biggest festival convention for board games in the country. I think we had. 30 pitch meetings in three days.
0: Wow.
1: Um, so it was like, <laughs> it was exhausting, you know, where we're just like, check out our game, check out our game, check out our game. And So through that whole process, we had multiple companies that got interested in it. And, you know, we signed the deal with this publisher in probably August 2019, something like that. So it's been pretty much a year of it's already been done. It's like signed and it's just like waiting to come out. Right. Right. Like we're doing tweaks with the publisher and, you know, we're, they're like, you know, we want to reorient the box. So, okay, now we got to like redesign the box, you know, that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah. That, I remember so, when, when we did ours, um, trying to figure all that kind of out on our own. Like, do we make, you know, our game was just a, a standard size deck deck and i remember going to joel i think we need to make the cards bigger like and that was like i remember getting in huge arguments over yeah they need to be like kids flashcards. that way when you physically hold it it, it's you know and then then we were like but girls aren't gonna walk around with five huge flashcards. it's got to fit in their purse and then the conversation went well if we want to sell the game i don't remember what we sold it for uh we can't we, we'll get more money if we make the cards look bigger than a little deck of cards. Cause a deck of cards cost $3 at, a, you know, and it was just all that just thought in all that stuff yeah, that, came, yeah. that came into it. And we were those conventions, by the way, I, I went to a bunch of them. I remember having a booth next to a dude who just started a t-shirt company called life is good. Uh, his That's booth crazy. His booth was next to ours. And we, we yeah, were that talk, guy's
1: worth multiple millions of dollars now. <laughs>
0: and he had these shirts to say life is good. I remember looking at Joel going, The dude just wrote Life is Good. Like it's this is we're making this harder than we should be. And he had like a smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a smiley face or whatever. And then obviously that turned into a thing. But then we were it's it's also scary of just amount of Rippy offness that also happens. Oh, for sure. We were probably you have a publisher, so you you're like, I remember somebody going, Hey, send us the game. We we we're the biggest bachelorette party people. And it's that company that, um, if you're listening, yeah, I don't even know if they're uh all their stuff is in black and white. Like all their their toys oh, yeah. and their games are all black and white. And we sent them a copy of our game because they said they wanted to. And then, sure enough, with w- w- shortly after, in black and white was a uh, scavenger hunt to find dudes. Uh, yeah, you know, at a bachelor party. So again, we were ripped off so much and so fast that, um, yeah, it's
1: still it's good thing. So I mean, it's frustrating. Yeah, it makes you not want to do anything else.
0: <laughs> uh, right. But then you're like, eh, I'll just you just make more, right? So well, and uh, that's
1: the thing about creative people. It's like we have more ideas. Like, Yes, yeah, you so, know, I, I, some people take their ideas as like, "Oh, this is the only good idea I'll ever have," and I'm like, ah, "I got other ideas."
0: Uh, so, you when know? is the game? So, people can go to curmudgeongame.com right? So, it's pre. When is the game actually re-
1: pre-order right now, and then it'll ship to people in August. Perfect. So it's coming up soon. Yeah, it's it's a little bit interesting. I mean, we'll see um, how it sort of goes because you know we were supposed to launch at that huge convention in august of like it was supposed year. to be this big yeah. no of this year okay. of, of the, august 2020 we were supposed to launch at gen Con 2020 but obviously with coronavirus all of those big conventions are canceled so there won't be as much press and hype around it as there could have been because it's not going to be a big convention release.
0: Yeah, but so, it seems but, like now, like, I, I've seen your videos and you just even promoting shows, and I know you have, right? You had an album that was out. Yeah, like
1: my album just came out in uh, March, yeah.
0: January, February, March, April. Uh, yeah, so, and the only reason why I kn- knew that is not because I do any type of show prep or whatever, is I remember seeing your videos of that. So, cool thing about oh, cool. your curmudgeon game, that people can go to curmudgeongame.com, uh, is the th- now the videos you could make to go along with that game is geez, sure you get like that, that's what's that's what uh, sometimes is a bummer but it's also exciting where any idea you have right it's all about the execution it has nothing to do with the actual thing you have right like, yeah it has like again i'm not again none of this is me belly aching i know it sounds like it. it's not it's just taking notes making adjustments so when i came out with with my spy book, um, the holding deal. I didn't even, I didn't even have one comic. I maybe one or two uh, said, you know, just retweeted uh, a tweet of mine. But I, I wasn't active. I didn't go to people and go, hey, can you take a picture of you holding this book with your face and yeah. right? And then I, and then Tom Papa, who's hilarious, has a book out, and I saw all these comics of them holding their book. And I know, just as comics, we're inherently lazy. Right. So, like, yeah, if yeah, I would have yeah. actively reached out to people and said, Can you do a thing? Pro- probably not everybody would have done it. But that's what's exciting about your game because one, groups of people can play it and people will just be excited to be around friends again. Two, you could probably get a lot of really funny videos or vibe yeah. type stuff out of it. I and so. you're coming mm. in right before. Like, you're coming in right before Christmas. Like, you're coming in right yeah. at the perfect time. It's not like it's November and you're trying to figure this out.
1: True. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Oh, so. I, and, you know, it's like a game that I've seen by, and I think anybody that plays it is going to have fun with it. going to get laughs out of it. Um, and, yeah, so, you know, I'm hoping that a bunch of comics play it uh, and post some videos and stuff of them laughing together and things like that. I'll make some videos like that myself uh too uh and and you know one of the things i like about the game is you know sometimes people hear it's like oh it's an insult game or oh, that sounds mean and it's like really not uh it's like very silly i mean that's one of the things we wanted to like gear it towards silly rather than mean or uh really insulting you know it's Half the time, the like insults that barely make sense when you're just kind of throwing these random words together are the funniest.
0: Yeah, and if anyone who's who's played, you know, Cards Against Humanity, you know how weird and dark that gets. In you know, and and everyone has a good time with it. Like it'd be a weird game if you played with strangers, maybe. Then then they would take it personally. But if you have a group of friends (laughs) over, you know,
1: I know it's so funny. (laughs) We you know we we've done play tests at the conventions of the game too and it is such a noticeable difference when like we'll be running a play session and five friends will sign up together to play it because they're like oh that sounds fun and they'll have the greatest time and then five strangers will sign up to play it and be so hesitant to like be mean to anybody or something like that I would say, like, with when, when it's a bunch of strangers, like, half the people really like it, and half the people are like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing here.
0: That's, you like, know? just as a social experiment, that would be so, like, the different groups you could have of having... I would like to see a group of 60-year-olds play it versus yeah, yeah. a group of 20-year-olds, right? And then you would see For the sure. level of... Of of triggeredness, I guess? You know, is yeah, there yeah, a generation yeah. that that can handle you know, just kind of getting ripped on a little more than another yeah. generation. And then what yeah, happens if, that if, would be if you, if you would to like mix them, but that also yeah. would be uh, crap. I'm going to buy some, I'm a pre-order right now at curmudgeon And then that also seems like a, a fun game. Like if I got some and then I send them to some fans or, or people who listen to this, you could, you could play that over zoom, right? Or something. Oh, for sure. Yeah,
1: if you had, if you had, um, if everybody had the game, Mm -hmm. you could easily play it over Zoom. Because you just have to basically show, I mean, essentially the game is, everybody has life cards in front of them. Right. Those life cards represent aspects of your life. You know, it might be like car, or nose, or sense of humor, or fiance, or something like that. Right. And so when I'm throwing down an insult, I'm not just insulting you, John. I'm like being like, John, your nose is so blah, blah, blah. You know, so it gives a little like structure, a little thumb. So it's Uh not as hard to just sort of come up with something out of nowhere. Uh, and then you'll have like insult words in your hand, you know, and so, um, like one of the ones I remember Hearing in a game that's always stuck with me is somebody had like uh the life card was hamster and the words in their hand were obese and uh night and they said john your hamster is so obese it has to use the cpap machine at night you know <laughs> but the- so it's like super silly and dumb but it's like funny
0: but that, that to uh, me sounds crazy. Like I would see great roasters, uh, you know, comics that are really good at ripping on people and I'm horrible at it. Like yeah. I have 30 years of comedy. That's just not, I'm not good at that. I can make fun of myself, but I, I just, I'm bad at making fun of anyone else. Right. I just don't have that. But even you saying that with those cars, I'm like, oh crap, well, that almost writes that joke for me. But then it yeah, would also exactly. make, so if you read a card about my obese hamster, I know that you have the word hamster, like, right. I know you have, I'm not going to take it as personally because you're playing the hand that you were dealt, right? It's not yeah, you really exactly. going, John's got a big nose. If you just pulled out the word nose or knees, yeah. you were to say that I'm like, I uh, hey grant do you really, uh, you know, as you were waiting for your <laughs> no. car, do you really think my knees, my legs look like they got out of casts? No, no, no. Those that's are what, just
1: the yeah.
0: yeah. Those are just the words that were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that to me would seem like what a fun group that would be on like Zoom or yeah. um, house party or all that stuff because I I think everything going on right now and people not rushing the bars depending on when you hear this is going to continue to go for a little bit. So I think finding yeah, ways to hang out at your house and and getting all your friends still on Zoom or house or whatever whatever thing you use. Still should be a thing, and that sounds like a crazy, yeah. crazy, crazy fun thing to do. Get a little wine, get some friends on. Everybody pulls out the deck of cards, and everybody has at it.
1: Yeah, I think it would be real fun. I mean, that was one one time we had a, a mom um, that played tested the game, and one of the things she said, I remember that she was like, "This game's great because it's an insult game that you
0: don't take personally." <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's literally yeah. like, oh, I think just like models. That's awesome. I'm on the same uh brain yeah 100 percent. all right yeah all right Grant. are you excited like like how do you feel yeah. now that you've had something that you've been working on forever i feel and then now so it's out Right. Yeah. Like, like do you miss working on it or now is it then switched to okay pre-sales in august and then you probably can go online and look and see is anybody telling you what your pre-sales are like or are you just letting that go
1: uh I'm letting it go right now. I'm doing what I'm I'm doing for promotion. But at some point, I mean, my publisher obviously has all of those numbers. And I, I've had a, a decent amount of people reach out to me and say they got a copy. So I feel all right right now. You know? You just... I'm doing what I can do. I'm getting the word out there the best way I can. And then whatever happens from there happens. You know? But I feel really proud to actually have something out there i mean i think it's similar to any of us that put out an album right you know like that album yeah maybe it was recorded over two shows or four shows but that's five years of work into that album you know it's not just those two shows that you recorded it's all of the like terrible nights and the jokes that didn't work that you had to drop and the tags that somebody gave you that you figured out you know like it's it's all of that stuff for years and years before that actual album comes out and it feels just like really good it feels like a culmination
0: and it's also the i mean if anything i I hope you feel well about the follow through that's you know i do yeah half of it uh you know not the when I've done stuff and then I talk to people after they're like, how did, I can't believe you actually finished that or followed that all the way through. And my brain never kind of thinks that way. I'm like, yeah, I guess, yeah. that's I guess a lot of people would have tapped out or something beforehand, but so you should feel good that dude, you came up with something and it's literally going to market, which Yeah. I do. crazy I mean, it's gonna hard. Be just, like on the shelf, <laughs> just you know? like, so when, uh, how excited are you going to be when you go into a store?
1: I'm a. That's gonna be a real fun experience, you know. Like when you go into a store and you actually see it there and you see your, like it's just an experience I never dreamed that I wanted, but now I want it so much. <laughs> yeah, you know?
0: yeah, and there's so much fun things you can do about having people go to stores and buy the game and do all the, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm not above. I used to do this with Lorna Dunes. Uh, I would used to throw Lorna Dunes in random people's carts at the grocery store yeah. just wondering if they would buy the Lorna Dunes. I gotta say, if I'm anywhere and I see the curmudgeon game, I'm going to get it and toss it into people's carts. Sweet. <laughs> right? A sale's a sale. Thanks, dude. Right? A sale's yeah. a sale. We don't we don't care how we get it. Yeah, for sure. So here's what we'll do. I, uh we will talk again. Uh when it's actually out out, and then I'm going to buy some copies, and then I will find people to play it on whatever various online thing is a thing two months from now it won't even who knows what's gonna be invented by then uh but yeah. there definitely it would be i would love to be a test group i would love to for awesome. me to be in the group and then uh people are into this podcast or me and john reap uh or you know I can get a group of people together that might be fun that'd be great man i I love that idea. All right, so you hang out with me, and you go off, and you create your next thing. Just move your brain right. to the next thing. This one's done. I already have ideas for two more games. so I kind of you know? think you almost should have those locked and loaded, like almost, yeah. almost ready to go. Because if this thing is, if, you know, when it becomes popular, they're just going to go, what else do you have for us? So it, it's, for not, sure. it's not going to hurt, right? Or start this for process. Sure. Um. Just you know, just keep shaving. Don't don't make this next one. You think of four years. We don't got that type of time. But <laughs> you know, yeah. Start working on it. All right, buddy. I got it. You stay safe. All right. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks we'll for talk. calling. All right. Take care. All right, Don't forget. Go. What? Why this get all serious all of a sudden? That's not the song I wanted. I don't want this song. I want something lighthearted. How about this? Yeah, this one's better Grant Lion please please just go the the game itself I believe is 25 I could be wrong but it's super cheap it's not even a thing curmudgeongame.com Grant Lion is the comic super funny guy um ba ba. don't forget I have a podcast with John Reap Heffern and Reap if you want to subscribe to that Hopefully you're subscribed to this one and can tell people about it. This one will find its stride. Have I mentioned I have a book called The Holding Deal? Hey, if you text the word John, J-O-H-N, to the number 90210, that's John, J-O-H-N, to the number 90210, it doesn't keep track of your phone number or anything, but it'll send you a link to everything that I have. All my albums, my book, my podcast, everything. Just make life easy. I hope you're well. Hope you stay safe. Um, wear a mask. I'm pro life. I don't care. It's not a political statement. I just don't want anybody getting the coughs. Um, can't wait to see everybody live at a comedy club again. Really looking forward to that. But most of all, hope you're well. Hope your family's well. Put a smile on your face. Somebody in your family might need somebody who's upbeat and excited. I guess we could just be those people. Hey? All right. This is Kid with a Cape. Here's your host, John Heffron. That's not the one I meant to Kid (laughs) with a Cape podcast. Your number one in hit podcasts. Are you still here? Seriously? This is comedian John Heffron. Kid with a...